Welcome to a brand new episode of Tall Lake Talking, episode number 184. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And sorry, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, that's it. Sorry. Uh, such is life. Such is life uh, in the pandemic. It's just uh, you never know what's up and what's down and all the all that fun stuff. So anyway, we got a lot of news as a result and we're ready to get into it. But before we do, what are we geeking out on, Chris? What's going on? Play Stay Sean 5. Um that's pretty uh yeah. pretty much dominating my my geekdom right now. So uh loving it. Just trying out all my old games with it, just kinda looking at that graphic upgrade. I never bought the pro, so this is uh this is my first uh dance with you know four K graphics uh, on a PlayStation uh, and I and the the monolith is uh sitting in my living room. <laughs> it's so it's so big. But um it's yeah. beautiful. I've gotten the jam out on Miles, uh, which is and Bug Snacks. So those are the two PS5 games I've been playing. Um, but like I said, everything else has a really nice graphic upgrade. Uh, other than video games, well, I started playing video games. Wise, I started playing Rocket League with my nephews uh, on Switch. So that's good times. They bought a Switch. So now we're jamming it out, you know. Um, and and I'm into my Shira uh marathon. So finally finished Master of the Universe and watching Shira. It's a good uh solid. <laughs> and really? Shira is uh is way better. Is the better. It is yeah. the better of the two shows. Because I mean He Man shows up all the time on there anyhow. So it's it's good times. It's got the better theme song. It's it's, it's groovy man. I will eventually get into it. Um but like you definitely geeking out on my PlayStation uh, definitely the Miles game. I actually played around today with the Astros uh, Playroom. Oh, That's yeah. a fun game. And it's right. not super easy. I mean, it is, but just to, like, when you turn into a monkey and you're, like, climbing up things, I was like, okay, this is difficult, but fun. Um, so, you know, and then, of course, Miles just feels like just great, just fantastic. <laughs> love that and uh yeah you know i definitely say that um i started dabbling a little bit into the power rangers comics um just because like i wanted to know what the hype is all about (laughs) and apparently they're really good um i'm like just a few in so far and i know enough about the power rangers to get the characters um so it's kind of it's good so far just um it's different not what i you know i, I haven't watched power rangers since so i don't even know the 90s so it's just interesting or at all um was that boom yes yep right. yeah so, awesome. so definitely something different but uh let's get into marvel tv movie games all that kind of news first things first um and moon knight news i think last time we talked about uh oscar isaac is up for the role they haven't come out and said it but at this point let's just assume uh that he is our moon knight which uh i think we're both really happy with that casting and then um as far as the director uh we have uh let's see here it is mo heed diab who i'm not entirely familiar with this person's work 
Um, best known for his work on Clash, which is, I don't even know what that is. So, yay. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. you, know what I, you know what I like about this? Um, what I do like is that they're sticking with um, definitely, since it's, I believe, you know, it's it's definitely Middle Eastern, it's Egyptian roots for Moon, Moon Knight and all that yep. mythology. So we've seen now that um, Marvel's really concentrating on, on, on hiring, um, I would say, the, you know, the ethnicity that that the movie has to do with uh, Shang Chi as you know a Chinese director. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about uh, what it was the other one. What um, uh, it doesn't matter, but they're doing a good job with with just getting the right talent in there um, and just and just being diverse. So uh, good moves there. Yep. Uh, so that is good. Whatever. Whenever this comes out, I, yep. I'm excited for it. Um, All of it. Speaking of things that are coming out, we do have an official date set for WandaVision, which is January 15th, 2021. Uh, I guess they're going to push it out from this year, which is kind of a shame. But it's kind of a shame because there's literally been nothing from Marvel this year. I guess that's the real shame. Um, And it almost feels like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel since post-Endgame, I'm not like rushing to see a Marvel thing. Like... Maybe if I knew something was coming out, I'd be more excited. But now that it's not, I'm just kind of like made my peace with it. And I'll just be happy when next year it's like Spider-Man, Black Widow, Eternals, all the shows. You know what I mean? Then I'll, I'll get back on the Marvel hype train. But as of right now, I'm just kind of like, well, I have the boys and, you know, Umbrella yeah. Academy came out. And <laughs> like, I'm kind of OK with uh, this one year hiatus. Yeah, I mean. If you look at it, Black Widow was a safe movie anyhow. So it wasn't like they were going beyond their beyond their safety net to put that movie out. But then Eternals was definitely that first step exactly. that would have been, you know, into 2021. And when you look at phase four, I don't I don't think it's really meant to achieve a lot. I think it's like these standalone ideas after this big epic ten year thing. So I don't I think that they've been Kind of just being like, all right, we're going to build phase four. We're going to really do this Disney Plus concentration. Then five, phase five is Fantastic Four, X-Men, and this huge right. onslaught of of getting back to that Marvel thing. Um, you know, it's just this WandaVision thing, it, it got pushed to next, you know, quote unquote next year. They said, oh, it's coming out in 2020. I just wish you don't say those things now these days. It just sets up kind of like false expectations. So I really didn't think WandaVision was going to hit before the end of the Mando. and I don't see them crossing over shows. I feel like they would optimize the length of, of, of how they're showing things at this point, since they don't have too much extra content. Um, kind of like DCU was starting to cross over as they got into their second year. You'd have a couple of weeks where the show would cross over. And I didn't, I like that personally, but with not having as much stuff, um, because all of the Marvel stuff got shoved, that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, the show will also apparently lead directly into Doctor Strange 2, uh, Multiverse of Madness, which we, you know, we've heard previously. But it's it's kind of interesting because with COVID, it's just slowed down their plans to kind of connect everything. Um, you know, it's all connected. But we'll we'll see um, because I think, you know, we'll talk about Wonder Woman a little bit. But these companies are going to have to decide, especially if we we're getting back into this thing where people can't go to the theater now. Um, so 
what is your release on digital plan? They gotta they gotta decide that ASAP. Exactly. And then uh, finally, Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, Chris Pratt, Star Lord, will be in this in some capacity. Maybe it's just the beginning. You know, maybe whatever workout montage. Right. It probably exactly what that is. So, um, again, excited for when it comes out, whenever that happens to be. We'll see. Uh, so let's jump across the pond. We've got some DC news here. Uh, Peter Stormare confirmed that Constantine 2 is in the works. Um, this is an interesting one because I would imagine it's going to be something tied to maybe not Flashpoint directly, but something where DC's kind of opening up the idea of multiple versions of their characters. So is this, you know, the Keanu? Will Matt Ryan show up? Will another completely different Constantine show up, et cetera? You know, maybe this is shepherding whoever that Constantine is that will eventually, hopefully, make their way to the J.J. Abrams, you know, Justice League dark. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't I don't see Matt Ryan continuing his role <clears throat> beyond the CW. Honestly, if they do it, that would be great. I mean, it's it is all kind of Berlanti and and everybody working together. Um, but like we said, I mean, it is a little bit more of a step when JJ is handling that JLD thing. So um, I like the idea of what they may do in the Flash movie and kind of do what they did on TV and show all these different things to kind of do that connective tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I do want to see another Keanu Constantine movie. I did like the first one. I don't think it's like great adaptation of the source material, but it's a good one. You know, it's it's it is a different version of the character, like you said. And now that the, I think the audience is getting more intelligent um, and being able to, you know, unlike WB thought they could. Um, People are more and more into comics and knowing these characters, and um, I think it's, I think people can handle these different versions. So it'll be interesting because, like you know, we have the Batman in theaters, and then we have GCPD on HBO. Same thing with Peacemaker and Suicide Squad. So it literally looks like this is their formula moving forward. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, if yeah, it just you know, if Marvel's gonna do it, like why not? I think it's a good idea. Well, yeah, ex- exactly. It's not like Marvel did a good job to begin with. They had good TV shows, but they didn't want to really pull the trigger and say they're connected. No. Oh, let's just talk so about how the Hulk stupid. smashed stuff, but the Defenders can't come and fight in Endgame and stuff like that. So um, Daredevil rights go back at the end of this month, so it'll be interesting to see what gets announced. Um, John Ber- Bernthal was saying something about there is a possibility for more Punisher and stuff like that. So I don't know what's going to happen once this Netflix... Uh, BS is over, so we'll see. You'll find out. Uh, Save Charlie Cox. <laughs> that's it. Hashtag. Uh, okay, so um, speaking of the Peacemaker spinoff series from Suicide Squad, we got some casting news. Uh, we've got Vigilante, who will be played by Chris Conrad, who we have seen on the CW. Didn't do a bad thing. Uh, you know, not a bad character at all, actually. Um and then we've got Jennifer Holland, who will be playing Amelia Harcourt. Um, who else? I don't even know all these characters. I just know Robert Patrick is also going to be on the show. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, I was going to say, don't miss that one. Uh, no. Everything's always better with Robert Patrick, so. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, you know, rounding out that that casting, and it'll be interesting to see what that show is, given that the Suicide Squad is probably at hard R. You know, are they going to keep it that way? Um, that would be kind of cool to see. Same thing with Batman. Batman's world deserves to be rated R in some capacity. Uh, so we'll see how, what they do. Yeah, stop playing around with this. Like, you got to please all audiences. They made a mistake with Birds of Prey to a certain extent. We liked that movie, and I think that it deserved the violent level it did. But you're marketing Harley Quinn to kids. Like, make the right choice when you need to sell tickets. Um, a John Cena show about a douchebag Captain America. Yeah, that sounds great, especially when it's it's going to be made by James Gunn. Uh, so I'm ex- I'm pretty excited for that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, up in Titans World, season three has started filming, um, and they're teasing a new Robin uh, showing up. Um, I, you know, I don't. Right now, I just I'm not super excited about that show coming back. But um, you know, we know that Jason Todd is most likely going to be Red Hood, um, unless they do something weird. So. Is this Tim Drake? What do you think? Well, we definitely we're get, definitely getting Red Hood by Karan Walters, so it'll be interesting to see how that really plays out because I don't feel like I feel like it's kind of a rushed thing in a way. It's gonna and then I don't know. You know, everybody knows my opinion on this show. I'm a big Teen Titans fan to begin with, but this show is up and down for me, mostly a little bit down. Um, there are rumors of Karan Walter doing a, um, a a Red Hood show or miniseries or something of the sort to tell that story which i hope they don't spend a lot of back story time in titans because it is such a big team show and they have a lot of characters to cover so with this concentration on streaming from all the companies i feel like that red hood news is probably going to be leading towards the truth uh in terms of robin i think that tim drake deserves some screen time here i think that um that they should make it uh, a person of color as well. Uh, I think that this is a good opportunity to to do something different with the character. Hmm. Yeah. I guess we'll uh, I guess we'll be finding out soon enough. Uh, over on Stargirl, um, we've got Issa Panerejo, who they haven't announced who she is, but she's rumored as Jade. She is going to be a recurring character, and then Jim Gaffigan has been cast uh, as Thunderbolt. So. Um, you know, again, season one was actually brilliant. Really Stellar. loved, really, really loved that show. Um, so whatever it is that they want to do with it, I'm excited because I really enjoyed that first season. Yeah, the casting has, you know, the ideas here, what may be happening and what we talked about in the last show. I mean, they're, they're building it up and they're promising that the, the quality won't go down now that it's in the CW. So we'll see. But, you know, that's what we always talk about, like, you can do more quality if you do less episodes. Exactly. That's right. Even out that uh, that budget. Um, okay, so a pilot has been ordered for Painkiller, uh, which is a spinoff of Black Lightning. Um, so Jordan Calloway, who's already been playing the character, will kind of reprise the role. Uh, I haven't watched Black Lightning in a while 
And I also didn't like this character from the time that I watched it. So I don't really care. Um, you know, since since Arrow left for me, uh, it just I don't care about that world anymore. Yeah, the the Arrowverse has kind of ended because Arrow is gone. And, you know, like you just said, I mean, we were both big fans of that show. Um, the other ones spun out of it. And I feel and you feel the same because I just mentioned about the episode length that it's really easy to get repetitive and, and get on the same thing. So I'm more excited to see what they're going to do with. I'm glad that Stargirl is sticking to the formula, but I'm really, you know, of course, I'm excited for HBO Max. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, I've never watched Black Lightning either. So besides like some of the first season, which I I want to watch that first season. First season's but, good. Yeah. But you but like you've told me it's like it's kind of repetitive for the next two and, you know, second season, third season. So. That's kind of just the problem with those shows, unfortunately. But at least they've opened up DC to the general audience and these characters, and I appreciate it for that. Yeah, absolutely. The big universe. Uh, it's an awesome. It's an awesome. It's an awesome idea uh, concept of what happened in eight years. That's you know, it's it is. It's amazing. It really, really is. Um, and then finally, Wonder Woman eighty four may be going to theaters as well as home theaters. On Christmas um, right now it's literally the only movie listed for the rest of 2020 in theaters so who knows you know what do you what do you take on this I I don't know what to say I, I earlier you know I mentioned how you know, things are getting worse again um, it's going into winter and um, they've they've changed the restrictions at all like especially in my county for for theaters so I just I don't see it getting better right now, and I feel like these companies need to make a decision regarding how long they want to hold on to these films or try to make money or at least entertain us. Uh, so I I don't know. I I would love to watch Wonder Woman on Christmas, and I and if it comes out on Christmas, I'm gonna I'm gonna rent. I'm gonna I'll pay thirty bucks for my family to watch it. You know, because um, I'm excited for that movie, and I don't want to wait until 2022 to watch it. And if and if this is if this is the norm, then fine. It's home theater. Yeah, I mean, when you when you look at things like Mulan, uh, which made a, a ton of money um, for Disney and it got more subscribers, you want to throw on a thirty dollar price tag? I'll probably do it for Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? Like, okay, my wife and I—that was fifteen bucks a piece. Like, what we would have about spent to go see it in IMAX. You know what I mean? So I just got an 86-inch TV. <laughs> I'll, I'll turn the lights off. I'll make my own popcorn. I'll do it. And, um, and, and will you make all your money back? No, you won't. Not for this movie because of how much they've already spent on the toys and on marketing it over and over and over again and then having it pushed back. So unless it's like some disgusting huge bot or a uh, uh, maybe they maybe they'll make even. You know what I mean. Maybe it won't be a wash, but we'll we'll see. Yep. Yep. Fingers crossed. That's it. All right. Let's uh, let's jump into some Star Wars news. Uh, we've had a pretty exciting Star Wars week with the Mandalorian uh, episode three, uh, with the return of Bo Bo Katan. <laughs> Is that how you see her name? <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, it's Bo Katan. Yep. Spoilers. Um, but. As I always say, if you've been watching The Mandalorian by now, 
you need to be watching it for the first or second day, Star Wars fans. Um, well, <laughs> also, honestly, that name means nothing to the general audience. Nothing. Well, well that's, that's what I love about this show, because it basically says it's time to jump on board with people who pay attention to the the real good parts of star wars like rebels and 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 clone wars and get these references back to the ot and and all the great stuff that favreau and filoni are doing on that show and when people complain about this show especially as somebody who's very hypercritical about star wars myself i have very hard time (laughs) finding any fault in this show and it is just like every day it's like jumping into a ball pit when i'm five years old so I don't get people's complaints. I don't. And I would Has argue them complaint? all day. Oh, there's plenty. There's I mean, plenty of people who are like, it's not enough story. It's not going anywhere. It's like, I'm sorry, but you didn't enjoy you didn't enjoy that little horror episode of spiders chasing the Mando and the baby Yoda and all that stuff. So I I don't I just feel like no matter what people are gonna find fault in something pop culture. And there always be that those people who aren't pleased by something. So, whatever. If you're miserable and you don't find fun in it, that's that's not my fault. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, you know, the big thing this year so far was um, so far in the show was the reveal that Boba Fett is alive. Um, we saw that in the episode called The Marshal, which was epic. And so, um, Timothy. Oliphant, he he played the marshal and he had the Boba Fett armor uh, and that that was awesome. So the Mando got that armor, took off with it. But at the end, we see what is supposed to be Boba Fett. And so Tamora Morrison has, um, you know, I guess I would say reprised his role as that as that character, um, clone Boba Fett, Jango Fett, whatever. Um, but now there's rumors and probably a solid rumor that there will be a Boba Fett miniseries coming. Um, basically how he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. Uh, and, you know, a la Obi-Wan as a kind of like uh, a longer fleshed out movie miniseries type deal. Yeah, I'm just at, like you bring it all on. You know what I mean? You want to bring me more Star Wars? Uh, I'll take it. And, you know, in our in our Star Warriors group. And if you guys haven't listened to the latest episode on that, we talked about Vader. Um, I think this is the future. And it's funny because, like, I remember listening to Collider when they still did podcasts and and Christian Harloff talking about how um, he thought that TV was going to be the future. And this is before The Mandalorian. He was like, I just have a feeling like this is going to be it. You know, I think the long-form storytelling is going to do way better, and they can spend their time, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, at the time, we're in the middle of, like, all those movies, and I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. But now, I, I get more excitement out of what I saw in 35 minutes on television than mm-hmm. I have in the nine hours at the movies that I spent over the last six years. I think I think also one of the best examples of this is, is Bryce Dallas Howard, right? And so... She did this last episode. She did that episode where they went to that planet and fought those raiders. Um, yeah. And both these, like that episode alone felt like a movie in its in its own right. Um, this episode added so much to, to lore and all that stuff. And it was so well made. And it's just like, that's the point. Um, I, everybody, it's, it's so easy to find fault in a movie. And 
more times I would, you know, more times we're going to find people complaining about the movies than, than praising them. Even like myself, where I'm just like, yeah, I enjoyed Rogue One and Solo the most out of what they, you know, most of the movies that have come out, including the prequels, um, since the OT. And so <clears throat> that ground right there kind of just shows that maybe Star Wars does need to be fleshed out more. Maybe we do need to see a kind of a, a serial. Um, and I think the Mando's proving that. And I'm really excited to see what else they can do with that world on TV, especially when they're bringing that kind of quality. Yeah, so that Boba Fett miniseries, really looking forward to it. Uh, next up, Leslie Headland. Uh, we know that she's been working on a Star Wars show, uh, female-centric, uh, where it has it that it's a martial arts-centric show. Uh, but also some news just came out that she's been working on it for over, you know, just over a year now. So that's that show has been in development uh, through kind of, I guess, the up and down of Rise and, and their kind of what how they've kind of restructured things and um and kind of moving into high republic like release original release time as well so i've been speculating that her show um takes place in they said another i think the wording was like dimension or something I, i i don't know what that means um but i feel like they meant another time period maybe with that so my bet is that it has something to do with the High Republic because I think they are going to flesh out that time period after the books and comics hit, depending on. I'm, I'm sure we'll see something on Disney Plus. That's that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Ahsoka, but yeah, we'll see. I I don't know. I feel like you're right, um, but. The way they the way they say it, how it's it's different, um, and that it's it's, it's it's covering different things that we've than we've seen. I that's where my speculation goes beyond um, everything that you know has has to do with the uh, Clone Wars and and Rebels and and the Floney times. So, and if you give us a show in between, like if you gave us a show where what Ahsoka had did between rebels and where we find her in this in the mandalorian that's how many years is that five years or so i think six years no more because mandalorian is like five years outside of uh empire so anyway point being if you did that or you did some world between world stuff who knows I just think it, it it could still lead into that. I think it's stretching it with world between worlds, but we'll see. Martial arts—that's all I'm thinking of here. It's it's Masters of Terras Kasai, whatever. Well, <laughs> that's like, that's, that's yeah. what it's gonna be. Now that they talked about it in solo, you know what? You're <laughs> right. It has to be. It has to be. It's all <laughs> canon now. So. Oh yeah. Hi yeah. That's it. Um, that's it for Star Wars news. Uh, but. We only have a little bit of comic news, mostly because we have so much other stuff uh, padding this episode. Uh, but this was kind of neat. Um, we're going to be getting a Days of Future Past uh, prequel in an exclusive collection. And so uh, Chris Claremont is back uh, to to uh, take that on. And, um, you know, I I don't know if I'm always a fan when they go back and kind of 
tinker with things, but when they get the original writer in there, right, I can kind of accept it more. But we'll see how this turns out. Um, I also think this is also, you know, they've been building up X Men um, since since Marvel MCU Disney took it over. So I feel this is all kind of leading into what we're looking forward to in Phase Five because they just get the world ready for more X Men since they've been gone for so long. Thanks to that inhuman disease going around. Oh, my God. No, but you're right. Since we got Chris ah, Chris Claremont back, I am more than okay with with it. You know, if anyone's going to do it, it's him. So I'll, I'll sure. Let's see what happens. That's it. So that's it on comic news. Um, we're going to jump into some commercials and we'll be right back. of the galaxy to an internet location near you. We're don'tforgetatowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. What you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard goddamn work making something this bitch ass look like a geek. So I must be doing it for a reason. It's you. It's always been you. And it's worth fighting. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Join me. Gutsy Media Podcast. Because movies are our life. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back after those commercials, and we are going to go into our crowd sorcery. Chris, did you ever play... Harvest Moon or My Time at Portia or any of that stuff? I I did. Um, or did I? I don't know. Tell me a little bit about it <laughs> and I'll I'll tell you if I remember. I I'm I may be mixing it up with another game, Harvest Moon. Uh so this is my time uh at Sandrock, which was looking for a hundred thousand. It's already at three hundred and forty thousand dollars with uh at the time of this recording a week to go it mixes um that kind of gameplay like uh role-playing games mixed with farming um set in the world of my time at portia which is a wildly successful uh like simulation harvesting simulation game so um it looks pretty cool it you know it's got some of the same art style as like a mizazaki uh film which of course i'm a huge fan of so it's um it just looks interesting, and I was like, okay, we've been covering a lot of board games in uh, in Crowd Sorcery, and this one looks like a little bit, a little bit different than that. Yeah, no, I I actually just looked at. I've never had any experience with those kind of games. Yeah, those games are all. I mean, now that you've played through, well, not played through, but you've played uh, Animal Crossing, 
You know what I mean? Now I'm kind of like a little bit more open to some of these because there was something like, you know, as, uh, as, well, as well as I did, I had no desire to play Animal Crossing and then I just randomly bought it on a whim and got sucked down a deep, dark hole that I had to like literally cold turkey myself to get away from. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I would, I guess I would... It's tough these days with board games. Um, but for those of you who can still gather safely, um, oh, yeah, right? check it out. I mean, this is good for families. Um, and maybe maybe you guys can do it across the internet. Who knows? I saw, what was it, X-Men, the animated series board game or something like that. And <laughs> I was like, I, think, I don't even think I showed you because I was just so angry. I'm just like, I'll never, when will I play this? When will I even get an opportunity for a bunch of people to get together and do it? So I just got pissed and I just ignored it after that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, COVID problems. Um, let's go into some good news over at TV land. Uh, HBO Max um, and Cartoon Network are bringing us a new Tiny Tunes, just like they did with... Uh, well, it just made sense. They were doing Looney Tunes. They're doing Animaniacs. It makes sense to get Tiny Toons. And I've heard that Freakazoid will be making an appearance again, which will be great. Love Freakazoid. <laughs> yeah, I bringing back all these, these old cartoons. I mean, we'll talk about Darkwing Duck shortly. But this is like a reemergence of everything. Kind of was on when we were, I don't know how old we were, 11, 12 maybe. Um I don't know. I I love Tiny Toon Adventures, um, and I'm really excited for Animaniacs on Hulu. So I will uh, I'll be checking all this out. Exactly, it's great. And then our bully, uh, who we can never say his name right, Genji <laughs> Tartakovsky. I think I did it. You uh, did it. He, <laughs> yeah, he's got a new um, show coming out called Unicorn Warriors Eternal. This is crazy. A bunch of unicorns that get put into the bodies of teenagers and they have to fight things from myths and lore across the globe. Um, so, whatever. It's Jendi. I like him. Uh, let's just watch it. <laughs> I'm in. Yep. That's uh, Honestly, that's pretty much all I gotta say. I'm gonna watch that. It sounds weird. Uh, so HBO Max plus Comedy Central now, um, they will be streaming some of the classics like uh, Reno 911, Key and Peel, Chappelle Show, Inside Amy Schumer. So, you know, that's a new spot for you guys to watch some of those old shows. It's over on HBO Max. Oh, man, I was enjoying doing that on Pluto TV. <laughs> I really hope they just change that interface someday on hbo max because it sucks ass it's so hard to find things and the other thing i hate is that so i just watched all of entourage i guess i can say i've been geeking on that because i literally watched eight seasons in the movie over the last like two months and you can't just easily go to the series like other uh episodes you have to like go back to the main page and like go like Honestly, it's the same thing that really annoys me with this new PlayStation 5 is like, I just want to hold down the PlayStation button and put it into rest mode. I can't do that now. Now I got to hit it. I got to go down. I have to go across. Then I got to do it. It's five button presses just to 
put my my PlayStation into rest mode. <laughs> Why don't you write them a letter and they'll patch it for you? <sighs> Make interfaces better. All right, Dungeons and Dragons, um, which owns is owned by Hasbro now, and Hasbro's doing some crazy initiatives. We talked about uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on their last uh, episode, and now they're going to be doing a Dungeons and Dragons live action show. It is in pre-production now. Um, hopefully comes out in 2022. Uh, Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly uh, are supposed to be directing it. If you don't know those names, um, they are Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. Uh, they're the directors. They're not the directors of that. I think they're like, they wrote it. They wrote Spider-Man Homecoming. And I think they wrote Far From Home. So anyway, they've teamed up uh, now to do this Dungeons and Dragons thing. Um, I just know him as Sam Weir from <laughs> from Freaks and Geeks, and that's what he'll always be to me, <laughs> John Francis Daly. But he's also become quite a good writer and director at this point. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a fun time if uh, those guys are taking on the Dungeons and Dragons world. Uh, so all the TV, please, uh, because that's all we got. Well, the other thing is, is like when you think about we got The Witcher, we got Lord of the Rings, we got Wheel of Time, some new Game of Thrones show in development. When it comes to fantasy, there is literally no bigger name than Dungeons and Dragons. So if you have something that's going to be able to contest with any of those things, I mean, Lord of the Rings is also debatable up there. But right now, everyone has played Dungeons and Dragons probably at least once, you know, even casual. So it's like it has the potential to be better than that Jeremy Irons movie. Oh man, I was just gonna say there's nothing even compares to that movie. Not even Lord of the Rings. That needs a big update. It needs a new cartoon. <laughs> since we talked about that during Pursuit of Plastic as well. So all the D and D, since D and D is doing better than it ever has uh, in history, so thanks to the pandemic and the internets. So uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what they do with. Little piece of news, Umbrella Academy Season 3 has been greenlit from Netflix. Um, I don't know. It it didn't surprise me. (laughs) Yeah, I I have to watch Season 2 still. (gasps) Right. I forgot about that. Well, I will say no more to you, um, but Season 2 is way better than Season 1, and Season 1 was quite good. Uh, But for, for me... I won't say it's like night and day. It's just that season one, I was like, oh, this is good. I like this. And then season two, I was like, this is another level. Okay. <laughs> like, it's it's very, very good. So um, you will enjoy it when you get to it. Looks like I'll have to expedite that. That's it. Uh, Hagar the Horrible, uh, <laughs> the comic book strip that, you know, some of you guys probably remember. We saw it. I do. Uh, he's getting his own TV show, little cartoon show. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about that because it's kind of like if you told me Beetle Bailey was getting like a cartoon, I just kind of like, oh, I remember that comic book strip from my childhood, like Kathy and all that, but I don't know if I care. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's funny you just mentioned Beetle Bailey. I was watching... Pluto TV the other night and they have classic cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that was on. And um 
that was funny because I was I've never I think I remember watching a couple episodes of that, but I I remember reading the comic strip more, just like Hagar the Horrible. So it's like, where do people come up with these ideas that a comic strip from the you know our childhood and and before would make a good show? But why not? They're just throwing you know darts at the at the that wall, and they're like, hey, Hagar the Horrible. People like Vikings. Yeah, I think it depends too, like how it's done. And Garfield went on for a while. Remember, like that was fun. Which so, one, Garfield and Friends? Because that right. was the better of everything. Garfield and Friends is the better one. Then yeah, I can't remember what the other one was. Like Garfield in the jungle. I don't know. Anyway, it's uh, we'll see how this goes. But in good news, things I care about: Darkwing Duck is getting rebooted. Um, yeah, it's going to be a Disney Plus, and uh, you know it's executive produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, <laughs> which is kind of crazy uh, given what they've done with the boys and Preacher and everything. But hey, all all about it. Um, Disney Plus is is really ramping up its uh, production on these things that we've been waiting for outside of the Mandalorian. <laughs> They don't really have many series, uh, so this would be good. Bring more people to the channel, our age and younger, so it would be great. Yeah, I never, um, I haven't watched any of that DuckTales reboot, and I've wanted to. Uh, I've yeah. heard it's good, and um, I was kind of confused on the whole when Darkwing Dark Duck showed up, and it was weird because I remember, you know, because I follow Geek News, hearing about it, but I didn't realize that it just it had just happened like not too long ago, that episode or something um, or I don't know, whatever. But I think that this was inevitable. Um, I think it's better than that live action Chippendale Rescue Rangers idea they have. Um, so stupid idea. Yeah, I love Darkwing Duck. I love that show. And it's it's superhero mania right now. So Darkwing Duck was before his time. He's going to flourish it. now. It's <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Batman as a duck. Uh, <laughs> so let's go over to movie news. Um, we have oop, Johnny Depp is out of the Grindelwald sequel. Um, and Mad Mickelson may be in uh, to replace him. I... I think this is stupid, um, in my opinion, but I also ultimately really don't care because I watched the first movie. It was okay. I haven't even watched the sequel yet. I heard it's better, but you know, I just, honestly, they're trying to do something with that Harry Potter world and I just don't find it all that interesting at the moment. So I'm not, I don't care enough to be that upset. I am in the same boat. I liked I liked the first one. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Um, but that second one, I hardly remember watching, and it I don't remember it being better at all. I remember being disappointed by it. Um, so I don't I don't care. I do care about this Denny, Johnny Depp situation. Um, that I feel like things like this are unfortunate, um, in my opinion, and I feel that both parties should be held accountable. Um, and, uh, that's it. Um, and I hope that Johnny Depp gets picked up by Disney again or something, you know, where he just goes and is appreciated and not, and not run through the ringer for this, this stuff. 
Right. Uh, we will we'll find out how this. What was that other? The other rumor was Colin Farrell would come back. Yeah. And he was like, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, maybe he had a shit time or whatever. I don't know. But can't um, take that penguin prosthetics off. That's why. So he's stuck in it forever. Um, can never get out of it. All right. So and then uh, next we have do Bloodshot possibly sequel that's a rumor um you know it didn't it hit theaters for a A week (laughs) yeah i think maybe one week before it went to digital um we did we buy it or did we rent it we bought it we bought it uh it was was good you know it was a good movie actually and um you know i don't know what they would have to do to make a sequel um given like we really haven't heard anything from harbinger so it's like who knows you know what i mean clearly sony's making movies they're doing spider-man they just did uncharted like i don't know why we haven't heard anything from from harbinger and what's going on there so i don't know as far as as far as valiant stuff is concerned but would i watch a bloodshot sequel absolutely 100 percent. did it harbinger get moved to a different studio Oh, yeah, me that. Right? It got moved to Paramount. I, I, I'm not even, I'm, don't quote me on that, but I was I pretty. Because we have that discussion where it was like, why would they're doing this cinematic universe? Why are you, why are you giving the rights to somebody else? Um, that doesn't really look promising for a shared universe. Um, and then right. Bloodshot did nothing really to tie anything, or like, I don't even remember now. I mean, I know there's deleted scenes that talk about some valiant world stuff i think but nonetheless it wasn't like this connective we're gonna build a world thing so right i liked bloodshot and i'd love to see a sequel but i'm hoping that we get more like like the dave batista rumored eternal warrior yeah <laughs> stuff like that you know it's like pretty come sweet. on man you guys you guys had all these these grand plans and it and and then you lost all these great people to a pretty cool company you know and um i just i felt bad because i want valiant to do well i like valiant stories but it just seems like they got they got kind of caught up pre-covid and now covid kind of just screwed things up a little bit more probably so we'll see what happens yep i i agree well we'll find out but what what is probably happening is a movie we've all been excited about which would be scorpion king uh, as a reboot, which would be produced by The Rock. Now, until I heard that last part, I thought about how stupid this is. And then I was like, but The Rock is producing it? So clearly he's behind this idea? <laughs> like, And it kind of gave him his start, cinematically. So mm-hmm. maybe that's a reason why. But there's, I, I want to say there's like seven... Uh, Scorpion King movies, like most, you know, most of them are direct to video or whatever. But it's like, it's it's wild that this is even an idea, right? It is. I like. I always liked the Mummy cinematic universe. I thought it was definitely kind of, um, it it got goofy with the Scorpion King movies, of course, because they were direct to video and stuff. But at the same time, I mean, look what they did. I mean, if you're if they made three mummy movies right and and a handful of scorpion king movies there's no reason why 
this idea can't come back. And if The Rock says it's going to happen, then most likely I, I believe it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So he's, yeah. He's just that guy who just doesn't give up on on projects. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, that's it for that. What's in gaming news? All right. So we got... Um, League of Legends uh, is a. I haven't really played League of Legends, honestly. Uh, mostly because what it's a it's a multiplayer RPG type thing, kind of like an MMO, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's huge. It's mm-hmm. I don't know one of the biggest games ever. But yeah, no, exactly. It, yeah. So I'm not a big social gamer. Um, yeah. I am a. I'm a more single rpg guy uh you know old school final fantasy and 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 those stuff so i never got into mmo mmos and 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 different multiplayer stuff um and so i thought this was kind of neat because they announced a single player true rpg called ruined king and that'll be coming to uh most of the um previous generation consoles now we'll call them uh in 2021 uh so that's yeah that's interesting i will um i'm always down for trying out new new rpgs uh especially if they're built off of something that's this popular and this much i guess financial backing um so it'll be interesting to see what happens with this i also want to just say it's produced by airship syndicate which did battle chasers um which you can even see the art style is similar um to that and Battle Chasers is good. Uh, I mean, it's based off that comic book series. I did the Kickstarter for it. So I remember that. That's right. Yeah, it's another turn-based RPG. Um, and they also did uh, Darksiders, uh, what is it, Genesis, I think is what it is, um, which was earlier uh, this year, which is, again, supposed to be Really good. I didn't get a chance to play it yet, but I played the other Dark Side Dark Siders game. So um, that gives me a little bit of uh, hope too that it's going to be good because I do like what those companies have put out. Absolutely. So 2021 uh, Rune King. Uh, so we gave a. I guess we already talked about PS5 impressions a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I do want to mention just a few things uh especially with the controller and that that feedback that that's improved so much uh you, the rumble feature on the old ps4 i used to just turn off for every game because it was just like drain my battery it was just it was just going off at inappropriate times or just whatever um this controller is a an improvement to the greatest controller of all time to begin with uh and b Every time I play Spider-Man and you touch something or something gets set down or whatever, you get that feedback. Um, so even like the experience so far just at the beginning is like it's it is just like that next step of of gaming. And we're not even like <laughs> we're not even like a week in. So it's just like I it's really neat experience because I've never bought a console day one uh, and it'll be kind of fun to watch it evolve that way yeah that's you know that this game is basically or this system was bought 
for longevity purposes. We're we're long term uh, PlayStation fans, and like you, I've actually never owned a console on day one. Like in my entire life, I've never owned a console on day one. So it's going to be very you know I, I was caught up in that excitement as well, and you know. Was I getting bored with my PlayStation 4? Never. Not not even close. But, uh, yeah. All right. So, what time is it, Chris? It is The Pursuit of Plastic. All right. Toy hunters, toy lovers and enthusiasts. Uh, some we got a little bit of news this week. A lot of, a lot of toy news, actually. Uh, so, let's jump right into it. Uh, so... Mondo has once again decided to try to break our wallets, uh, and they have announced a one-sixth um, action figure line. Uh, kind of, uh, <clears throat> it's based on the X-Men: The Animated Series figures uh, or characters. And uh, if you're familiar with it, they've been doing like the Batman: The Animated Series ones, the He-Man ones. Uh, very, very good quality giant action figures basically i don't like to say they're like hot toys they're a little bit different um but at that price point uh and that size what you get with it it's pretty pretty awesome yeah um i want it of course yeah (laughs) just more things to spend money on (laughs) payment plans (laughs) Uh, i know Thank, thank the maker for those uh this week super seven announced a new uh thundercats uh figure so they they had taken over the line from maddie uh collector uh and so we got an exclusive actually to big bad toy store which i thought was pretty cool uh it's a glow-in-the-dark mummer figure uh it's not something that i'm gonna get personally uh but i thought that them teaming up with a smaller guy uh is a great idea because we see some of these exclusives going to Walmart and Target and all that bullshit um, that I like to see um, stores reach out to, like I said, the little guy. Yeah, this, I don't need it, <laughs> but it's definitely a cool looking figure. Like when you threw that up on uh, Don't Forget a Towel, I was like, whoa, okay, like this is pretty awesome, actually. Uh, it did looks like a badass figure um so yeah it was pretty sweet definitely definitely uh so i guess little vinyl figures mini whatever statues are really in now uh you know pop was one of the first ones to get these vinyl figures and get people into collecting that kind of uh idea on the mass scale and so uh wet is getting in on the game uh and these remind me a little bit more of um, what quantum mechanics is doing with their 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 figures so uh, we're getting what are called weta mini epics and uh, they're doing an alien series with uh, the first ones being ripley uh, xenomorph and what they're calling facehugger but we know it's kane and facehugger so right very cool very stylized yeah they are they're neat you know I, they're they're like i don't think they move right they're just like little statues yeah. for 30 bucks. Um, but they do look pretty sweet. And, you know, if you don't want to spend the money on a full statue and, uh, you know, the, the sizes, I can't remember what, I would, what, like five inches, six inches. They're just not that big. 
They're not. Um, and that's the thing, too, like with the the Q fix. And sometimes I'm just kind of I'm like, well, is this worth it? Uh, and then you get one. And you're like, it's really high quality. Yeah. They make just neat look like when they look neat like this, um, I'm more. I'm more willing to spend money on them. And that's why I kind of got sick of pop and, and things like that, because it's just like, it's all the same shit. Um, it just, and then it's like, Oh, this has to be a bobblehead or whatever. And I just, I think that that whole market got flooded anyhow. And it's just, it's repetitive. And it, it got, it got a lot more fun with dire, like when they started doing the dioramas and stuff like that. But when other people got into the game and now Weta, these products look hands down like they're just they're great collector pieces. Yep, I 100% agree. Yep. Uh, next up, the inevitable hot toy Mando uh, onslaught is uh, is coming. Um, you just ordered that quarter scale. That's pretty awesome. I did. Um, <laughs> but we got we got we got teases this week for uh, Moff Gideon and a Tuscan Raider. Uh, Sideshow actually a tease them off getting as well, but I've learned my lesson. I do like Sideshow sometimes, what they do with their one-sixth, but we know that Hot Toys uh, does do the glow uh, with lightsabers and, and whatnot, so I'm hoping to see this dark cyber, saber light up. Uh, I would love to see that feature, but um, I need to see more Moff Gideon. Uh, a, a, a projection of him is not enough for me this season. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to get either one of those. I was more interested in the concept of a 1-6 uh, Asajj Ventress. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually, yeah. Um, one thing we didn't just keep it on Star Wars, uh, Egg Attack, uh, Beast Kingdom, whatever you want to call those, they are doing a Beskar uh, Bando. Cool. And I have a few of those. This one looks pretty bad. <laughs> they're they they have a ton of accessories, a ton of articulation. They're ninety bucks, so about the same as you would pay on a um, uh, what are those Bandai? Yeah, Bandai. So um, I really like them because they're just kind of like a weird, exaggerated version of the characters, uh, almost like a caricature of them. But I saw that the other day, and I was like, oh boy. This is one I want as well. <laughs> so, something for everybody. That's what I love. Yep. So good. Absolutely. Um, just a little Black Series news. We got to talk about it. Um, they did do some reveals, and uh, we are finally getting that Asajj Ventress figure. Uh, and they did reveal two of the Bad Batch, uh, which were, was teased this week with a little logo. Uh, people were speculating maybe we'll get a four pack, but. Uh, we're getting single releases of two of the members, uh, Hunter and um, I forgot what the sniper Rambo. Guy's name is. Or is yeah, it? Hunter is Hunter is the Rambo guy, and then it's like Crosshair. Crosshair is the sniper. Oh, guy. Okay, okay. So um, I thought, you know, the removable helmets. I wanted that Hunter guy, and I think that the whole team is pretty cool. And with the animated series coming up, it's it's a no brainer for Hasbro to be doing this. I will say, however, I don't understand how Hasbro has so many... I don't know how they expect people to get all this stuff. It's insane how much they've revealed in the last month, a couple of months, with Mando Monday, and these, and now they just did like basically the Triple Force Friday, but it was across all lines. Um, 
and they do things every week, and it seems like there's pre-orders here and there and everywhere. It's insane. Those bad batches are already sold out. They are on Pulse. On right? Hasbro Pulse. Okay, yeah. yeah. Everything on Pulse sells out immediately. Which um, is so weird because there's other right? places to get these. Yeah, so um, if you guys are still looking for them, uh, I got mine on Amazon, free shipping. Um, uh, they are on our uh, affiliate uh, site, our affiliate friends, uh, Entertainment Earth. So wherever you guys shop for your toys, they are a wide release. They are not uh, exclusive, so don't overpay. There you go. Uh, so Lego has uh, revealed the largest Lego set ever. And I was kind of impressed by this by this because I was like, all right, what? how many pieces does it take to be the largest? Uh, apparently, it takes over 9,000 pieces. <laughs> so it's, uh, it is the Roman Colosseum, uh, one of the most historic landmarks in, a, in the world. And I think that is a very, it looks very intricate with many of the same bricks, you know, brick colors. And uh, this looks like a pretty, <laughs> a pretty tough build, honestly. Yeah, um, there's no way that I would ever buy that, but it is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, just because it's 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 out of control. That thing is out of control, but it is mad cool. Yes, um, but speaking of out of control, I'm glad you used that term um, because that really does uh, wrap up what we're going to talk about here in the end of pursuit of plastic, uh, and that's mythic legions. Uh, and so four horsemen have been doing a little, I guess, virtual con these last two days. And, um, what's really awesome about that is that, um, mythic legions, if you don't know what it is, it started off on Kickstarter from four horsemen, uh, toy design who've been dibble and dabbling, of course, with, with action figures for the longest time. Uh, especially with Mattel and um, Super 7 and and, and whatnot. So um, they revealed their latest uh, their latest line, and it's called, uh, I can't, how do you pronounce it? Il, Ilithia. I'm going to say Ilithia. Yeah. And this is probably the most ambitious wave ever for Mythic Legions. Um, now, they've done two Kickstarters, and they've done a few lines outside of that with you know, maybe five, six figures, um, and so forth. But this time around, um, they have done this onslaught of basically two factions, um, vampires and woodland elves, uh, and Uh, woodland creatures. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. Woodland creatures. Um, but definitely that, um, that faction is, is the, is the wood elves that they've done before. Um, and now they're adding more, which is pretty awesome because uh, you get your a couple elves, and then you get uh, a centaur and a moose, uh, which is a you know basically their their mount. Uh, they started doing these mounts in the last series with like this fire horse. Um, but what really got my attention was all these vampire figures um, because I thought they were doing a cool job at first with them, but now they've taken it to the next scale, uh, and. It's it's pretty awesome, especially this undead horse. Yep, I just you know they they look like classic vampires, but with a medieval twist, and they look really really fantastic. Um, it was hard not to say you know I'm going to spend five hundred dollars on this line today. 
I don't need to do that, but it, it made me think twice about doing it for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of these figures, um, they're they're right around that 35 price point, right? And then you get into the more deluxe and larger ones, so they kind of scale up. Um, with the most expensive one being the Centaur, it's 65. Uh, but then your mounts, you know, you can get around that price. So, I mean, I love their all-ins at 4.95 because you know that five dollar discount from 500 is, is yeah, I know. But right. it's just like I, as one of these collectors, I pick and choose a lot of the times, and I'm having a hard time picking and choosing from this from this wave where I'm just like, gods, it's like all of these would be awesome or this is where i draw the line i don't buy anymore <laughs> it's yeah i mean that was my serious thought today i'm just like i gotta stop at some point because it's like i still haven't received a lot of the ones i've ordered mm-hmm. uh, because of covid but um but once i get those in i'll be like why well, didn't I order these no. <laughs> so i gotta make some decisions yeah <laughs> um, yes you do <laughs> this is this is a tough thing too though i mean this is not a gift line. This is a collector line. And yeah. all these all these companies start putting this out towards the holidays. I just, I get really frustrated with that concept. And I don't want to get on a, on a soapbox at the end of the show, but I, I just, I mean, what is it? It's like, hey, hey, honey, will you go spend $500 on Mythic Legions for me for Christmas? You know, it's like what, I don't know the, the mindset. So I just kind of, kind of <laughs> got to make a decision, I guess. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the hard part is, like, are you buying this for yourself? Because, you know, I don't think I'm gifting 500 bucks to, you know, I, obviously you would be the only person that I would give something like that, <laughs> but not 500 bucks. Right. So, yeah. The only it's, person who would really hard. Like, be like, oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, You're good for five years, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So these... um. A lot of these, actually, it's funny because these are remakes of characters from previous ones. Um, mm. So do do pay attention to that if you're a Mythic uh, Legions collector. This is where we're getting into the upgrade figures. So maybe it is time for me to sell some of my older ones. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, this this uh, It looks like it is on pre-order. It started yesterday, and usually it runs for a month. But I'm having a hard time finding if there is a... Uh, end date but uh they're all up on uh the four horsemen uh my shop my shopify.com so check it out there you go what uh where can you find us though oh yes uh, a little website called don't forget to tell.com uh in the indie news we uh cover movies and video games and more uh also it's the home of our podcast network uh, this show uh, you're listening to is Tell I Talk. Uh, we also do a roundtable Star Wars discussion with our friends. Um, Casey mentioned that we just did a Darth Vader episode. So check that out on the Tell I Talk network and also the home of DFAT Comics. Perfect. You got that right. Um, you guys, you know, 184 episodes. Couldn't be more happy. Uh, to have that going on and, and really excited to have you guys along with that journey um, with us. So I just want to say thank you for tuning in and going to the website, 
all that fun stuff, and uh, go out there and, and read some comics. And this is Chris, and don't forget a towel.